The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer come. What for? Train in the trees, please. Pardon my sycamore. What's up? Hey, it's Nookie Bishop Jr., host of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. You're listening in your car, at your house, or wherever you are. Thanks for joining us. Joined, as always, by T. Petty and Eater's Elbow. T. Petty, we made it another month. We did. It feels the same as the last month, but we made it. I hear that. Idris, what it do, man? What's up? This is your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. Nookie and T. Petty, I'm growing out my beard. I think I need some beard oil. My beard is even ashy. All right, Amazon's still delivering. We're going to rock and roll on that. Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to go super rapid fire style today. A lot of topics. We're going to see if we can get through them. So topic number one, Cheeto45 out here saying injection of bleach and introduction, an introduction of light and heat sources into the body may help rid the body of coronavirus. The floor is yours, T. Petty. He's a goddamn idiot, and now I'm never going to be able to find Clorox again. <laughs> uh, Idris, your thoughts, light, heat, and bleach to rid <laughs> of coronavirus. I actually missed this press conference because I stopped watching them, and I thought, oh, they can't possibly get worse. And when I stopped watching, he said, go out and, and drink disinfectant as a way to stop the coronavirus. That is bananas. And you're right, T-Pet, you're never going to be able to find, like, Clorox or bleach again because people ain't using it to clean, they're using it to drink it. That's that's ridiculous. We actually had a couple of states report that people had called in and asked whether or not should they be drinking disinfectant or will it help. So definitely people are listening and he needs to stop talking. Pure Forever. craziness. Pure craziness. All right, uh Cheeto 45's number two. Mike Pence visited the Mayo Clinic, a very famous hospital photographed his security detail masks the patients masks this is a man again one heartbeat away from the presidency no mask Idris, your vice president no mask at the mayo clinic go ahead i think that was intentional like people think it was like he he like forgot to do it or whatnot it was definitely intentional and i think it was a signal to the protesters that's been out there at these state capitals protesting because you see them they ain't got no mask on so i think he he rolled out there as like a little quiet dog whistle to the rest of them it's like okay this ain't really necessary so when they saw that i know they went it's like you don't you don't need no mask it ain't nothing really happening if the vice president of the united states don't even wear a mask inside a hospital that's crazy t petty Vice President Pence, maskless. Arrogant, arrogant asshole. And the people that he went to visit should have been like, get this motherfucker out of my room, period. I agree with uh, Idris that it probably was a signal to all these goddamn dumbass protesters. And also, he said that he didn't wear a mask because he wanted to look the victims in the eye. Like, you don't see with your mouth, motherfucker. What are you even talking about? I hate everything. My thought on that is this. Maybe the people inside 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue got the real coronavirus vaccine first. And if you vaccinated, maybe you don't think that you need to wear a mask. Just a thought, just a thought, just a thought. 
you know what, Nookie? I think I think he might have drank some like disinfectant. <laughs> so that's that's why he don't need no mask because he's drinking disinfectant. All the cleaning fluids is disappearing from the White House. Uh, Cheeto forty five signs an executive order uh, authorizing the uh, War Defense Pro- uh, Production Act, actually making this apply to meat packing plants. Of course, we know now Iowa is uh, a state that did not close down or shelter in place during the pandemic, which is still going on. And in addition to North Dakota, an explosion of coronavirus cases in meat packing plants. So T. Patty, we talked about this previously, but now it's like, mm, it's a green light to ramp production in meat packing plants. Your thoughts? Uh, I saw a couple of thoughts on this. It's funny how he signed the order as it relates to meat packing plants, but not to produce PPE. These motherfuckers do not care about who is going to live or die through this pandemic because they think it can't happen to them. And people should probably eat less meat because the Rona is running rampant through all these meat packing plants. We talked about this last week and it's just going to get worse. So. We need to be braced for this to get exponentially worse. Idris, is it time to go vegan or vegetarian or mix thereof? Look, people ain't going to go without their meat. And why the president was so quick to sign that, um, you know, War Productions Act is because most of the people who work in, in these meat packing plants are black and brown people. Yep. And they don't care about black or brown people's lives. So there's like, get back to work and give us our meat. So that is like, you know, one of the 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 reasons why um, this you know virus is going to hit black and brown communities so bad is because you're forcing you know black and brown people to go back to work um, before the virus has kind of you know run its course. Absolutely crazy. All right, let's turn it to international affairs. Kim Jong Un, the Supreme Leader of the Republic of North Korea. They said he had an operation of some sort, only 36. He may be dead. He may be alive. I'm not sure if you can believe the reports that come out of the Republic. They're saying that his sister, Kim Yo-jung, might be next in line to succeed him as the Supreme Leader of the Republic of North Korea. Idris, your thoughts on the sister taking over for the brother if he's dead and or, you know, not able to serve? I think they would create a clone of him before they admitted that he died. Literally. I think they would have like a twin kind of stand up and, and, and be the leader of the country. And if that doesn't work and they do appoint the sister, Oh my God. Can you imagine like Trump saying something to her? It's going to be world war three. If that happened, you know, you know, she ain't putting up with his foolishness. T Petty. Um, China actually sent surgeons over to North Korea to possibly deal with the situation with the surgery with Kim Jong-un. Your thoughts on his sister becoming the potential successor and China sending doctors, communist country, communist country, over to assist North Korea with Kim Jong-un. All right. So the sister is scarier than the current supreme leader because A, She's been around him in close proximity, has risen throughout for the party, has gotten more and more power 
And her brother has not poisoned her yet like he did all his other relatives. So that means that she's not only smart, but also ruthless. She will wipe the floor. Well, I mean, my four-year-old nephew could wipe the floor with Cheeto 45, but she will wipe the floor with him, literally. And as far as China sending somebody else, I mean, we all both know China, North Korea, they all got propaganda and all kind of bullshit. So you can't believe anything either one of them says. So who knows what's really going on over there? I think it's highly likely that he is incapacitated or dead and she is running the whole show. Possibly, possibly. be very interesting to see what uh, happens as far as those developments uh, come through. We're going to keep it international. Belgium, they have said to their citizens, we got a surplus of potatoes because we have been in lockdown over the COVID-19 pandemic. They are telling people to eat fries, potatoes, whatever they need to do, minimum twice a week. Adrice Elbow, is that your ideal scenario to eat to, for the government to tell you to eat French fries twice or more every week? You know, I don't have a problem with them saying, like, we got a lot of this stuff, and so we need to eat it. That, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that. But when you think about Belgium, I think about waffles. Like, shouldn't they be telling people to eat waffles instead of, like, potatoes? But um, I don't have a problem with that because if you got a lot of stuff and it's extra and you tell your people, like, this is what you got to eat, it's like, it's like your black mama. It's like, okay, this is what we got in the house. This is what y'all eating this week. So I think it's the same thing. I don't have a problem with it. T. Petty, you love fries? Well, y'all know I love potatoes. I made fried potatoes and onions for breakfast this morning, and they were delicious. So I would not have a problem with the government pleading with me to eat more potatoes. So easily I could do that. And I mean, I would do it right now just to help Belgium out. It's better than what we're seeing here where the farmers are literally dumping piles, piles and piles and piles of potatoes and they're just gonna go to waste because the market, they can't get to the market. And the other thing is like, you know, their government is selling them Please eat more potatoes. Our government is saying drink disinfectant. <laughs> so, like, there is no comparison there. Yeah, I would eat more potatoes. That makes sense. Mm. Something to think about. Okay, let's go back um, stateside. Politics. The presumptive Democratic presidential candidate, Joe Biden, says he may take up to three months to select his running mate. It is May. That is August. That sounds like poor planning to me. You got to print up T-shirts and bumper stickers, and you got to get lawn signs together with your running mate's name on it. Uh, T. Petty, is this poor planning, A? And B, who do you think that Biden will pick as his vice presidential candidate? So too long to make a decision. He should have already known who it was going to be. He should have already had a narrow list and then narrowed it down even further. I don't know who's being vetted. I don't know what the fuck they're doing over in the Biden camp, but they need to get their shit together. Mm. Where's your Where's your money stand on who he's going to pick as a running mate? Huh. Well, I wish it would be Elizabeth Warren, but it'll probably be Gillibrand. Okay. Okay. She's the senator from New York. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Adrice, um, your man is saying he's going to take another three months to pick a running mate. And who do you think it's going to be? I don't know why he's taking three months to pick a running mate, a vice presidential candidate, and how how important this race is. I tell you, if you wait three months, he better pick Michelle Obama because that's the only thing that's going to save that disaster 
if you wait three months to pick a, a presidential, um, a vice president um, running mate. I hear that. Yeah, three months, like, again, um, that's August. I mean, who's to say that there's even going to be a real sort of in-person, face-to-face convention televised in the whole nine yards? It's very interesting to see. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, are we alone in the universe? The Digital Gumbo Podcast will ask you, and we'll get some answers on that. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Remember, you can find us on Instagram, at the Digital Gumbo, on Twitter, at the Digital Gumbo, and you can email us. Email the show, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. You can listen to us wherever you find podcasts, And if you have an Alexa-equipped device, just say, hey, Alexa, play the Digital Gumbo podcast, and boom, we are right there in there with you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Now, you know when you say, hey, Alexa, that turns on everybody's devices, right? I'm sorry. Alexa. Welcome back. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. T. Petty. What's up? The U.S. Navy has released footage of unidentified flying objects. This uh, is back in 2015 or 2016. The pilots say that these, um, these, uh, these unidentified flying objects were going at a hyperspeed and they could not identify them. T. Petty, are we alone in the universe? Of course not. It's human arrogance to assume that we're alone and whoever is out there is obviously better than we are. So I'm just waiting for the day that we get annihilated because that's on brand for this fuck ass year. So. All right. Rona, UFOs, God knows what else is coming up. Idris, do you believe in UFOs and our aliens here in America? Man, I believe that there is life, intelligent life out in the universe but i don't believe they they flying here to check us out like because if you like got the ability to um travel through through space and and cover all the distances distance of the galaxies you're gonna come here to a planet that is reeking with a virus right now i i think they would be smarter than that so it i don't believe the kind of unidentified flying objects i think it's like man-made it's not extraterrestrial um, but there's intelligent life out there. They just ain't visiting us. I think we are. I think you know. I think the Earth is like the ghetto of the universe, and they just coming by to see like, is it really that bad? And then they're like, yeah, it is, and they don't like stay. <laughs> they just doing drive-bys, <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. like like Mr. Hood, like <laughs> right. <laughs> they they roll up their windows and lock their doors. Like, don't get out. I don't know what alien gentrification looks like, but we might find out. They testing for the COVID. No, no, we go back to uh, Nipno. So, <laughs> okay, so Texas, right? This is what they're telling people. Texas, they reopen the state, and mm-hmm. they're telling people, look, either you go back to work, and if you don't go back to work, if you were employed prior to the pandemic and you weren't let go, if you don't go back to work, you cannot file for unemployment. Idris, what's up with that? So I wonder how this works, right? So the governors tell a state to open up and tell whatever businesses to open up. 
And let's say, for example, like the business say, like, you know what? I don't think it's safe to open up. I don't think I want to put my, you know, workers in harm's way. It's going to do a long-term damage to, to my business. I'm not going to open up. So does the folks who are part of that business, can they file for unemployment? That's crazy. I don't know if, if you can't, business, you know, if, if you can't go to work. Can. Yeah, I don't know if the business owners can, but specifically the state of Texas is telling people if you had a job before the pandemic and now your job is open back up and you don't report to that job, irrespective as of the working conditions, you can't file for unemployment. That is crazy right there. That means like you're forcing people to go into an unsafe environment and possibly, you know, with the threat of possible death on top of that. And then the other thing you're saying, is like, okay, if you go back to work and you, people are just going to get sick, you're just going to overwhelm the medical system. So at this point, it's like you're saying it's fine to overwhelm the medical system. Unbelievable. T. Petty, your thoughts, unemployment in Texas. So I think this has been like their end game all along. They don't want to use state resources to pay for anything related to a, a public safety net. And so essentially forcing people to go back to work, you have to choose between your health and feeding your family. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's just no other way to even consider it. And these people, I don't know what their day of reckoning is going to look like, but I hope that I'm alive to see it. Absolutely crazy. All right, we talked about uh, the meat situation and the meatpacking plants. Guess who's making a comeback? Butchers. They're saying that the meat comes from the butchers and butchers who are almost obsolete in the era of big box stores. The butchers are making a comeback. T. Petty, would you buy your meat from a butcher? And when is the last time you visited a meat shop or a butcher shop? Okay, so... Yes, I would. I'm already planning to. I found this uh, butcher in McLean that delivers, and I can't wait to get some fresh curated cuts of meat. And yeah, it's going to cost me a little bit more, but it's better than getting Rona meat, and I have no idea where it came from. So yes, I can't wait. Okay. Sign me up. I like that. I like that. All right, Idris, when's the last time you've been to a butcher? And for you and the fam, would you buy your meat from the butcher? in the age of Rona and the whole nine yards? Look, I think the last time I actually went to a butcher, that was actually my uncle. <laughs> he had a hog farm and he cut up some meat. And that was like, man, maybe about 15 years ago, 15, 20 years ago. Mm. And butchers are definitely better. They're more skilled at it. Um, they cost a little bit more and it's worth it. But in the long run, run that's not a, a mass solution to, like, meat shortage. Because if I go, T-Petty goes, Nookie, you go, and Producer E goes, and thousands and millions of other people, you're going to run out of meat. So it's not a long-term solution, but it is the right solution. That's what's up. You know, I remember uh, Sam the Butcher from the Brady Bunch. Remember, he used to get a meat to Alice, he used to always go in there, and <laughs> Sam would try and, like, kick it him. Hey, that sounds a little That's suspect a right there. Double entendre, get a meat to Alice. Okay. Yeah, that sounds a little suspect right there. Sam the Butcher giving the meat to Alice. I digress. Um, so whether you go to a casino or you go to a butcher, the stakes is high, okay? So these grocery prices is going up out here in the age of Rona, and you can halfway not even find the stuff that you're looking for. A man in Chicago got this service, you know, where you pick it up, the contactless grocery pickup, right? You put yeah. it in a refrigerated storage, you pick it up, boom. His grocery bill was $90. The receipt was in the bag. 
put the bag in the car, got home and looked at his receipt. They charged him $11,552. What? The store was nice. They said, what? Over any overdrafts, we give you this $250 gift certificate. It'll take three to five days to reverse it. They was nice about it. T. Petty, how ape shit crazy would you go if your delivery service is overcharged you by more than $11,500. Listen, y'all know how I am about my money. I'm mad if I get overcharged by 50 cent. I'm on Twitter. I'm calling, like, give me my money back. $11,000 for $90 worth of groceries? What the hell? They put in some type of wrong figure or something, obviously, and it, the $90 got turned into 11552 Somebody would have to lose their job. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Adris, you get overcharged more than, they took his bank account down to zero. You get charged, overcharged more than $11,500 for your groceries. To what? To that you say what? I'm, I'm saying I, you got to give me a refund, but I want it all in cash. You ain't mm -hmm. giving it back to the bank. <laughs> I'm going to stiff the bank. I'm going to take that eleven grand <laughs> and put it in my pocket. I'm, I'm, I'll find another bank to get that. But like, what? That, that is crazy. I don't even know how I would react to that. I would say like, you know, I like, I, I own the company now. I would be like, <laughs> like, like I own y'all now. Like, <laughs> I get free groceries for life. I'd be scanning my receipt just to make sure I get my bogo to buy one, get one. If it ain't on there, I go up to that little, well, this is prior to the pandemic, but I would go up to the desk and, you know, get my, my little refund and stuff. But I mean, that's crazy. $11,500. Okay. We talked previously about movie theaters, right? and what, how their business model is going to change um, going forward. Movie theaters is out here selling bags of movie popcorn kernels for $15 a bag, trying to, you know, stay in touch with their customers in the hopes that they come back. Adris Elbow, would you pay $15 for some quote-unquote movie popcorn? Now, is this pop, popcorn or the kernels? That's what I got to know because that's a, that's a difference, right? Colonel, now, pop, popcorn, corn. it's movie theater. I don't know if it's a special flavor now you, you, or if you get you, the seasoning with it or what, but it's unpopped popcorn kernels, $15 a bag. Now, you know that's ridiculous. Like, it's one thing to have pop popcorn for $15 because then you can cal calculate in, you know, the cost of rent, the cost of labor, the cost of equipment, you know, time to get it there, uh, you know, even packaging product. You can get up to $15, right? for a tub of pop popcorn. But if the popcorn ain't popped and it's just kernels, that's the, the that's the least expensive thing in the world is corn kernels. So you 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 charging people $15 for corn kernels. That is a scam. That need to be part of like the um with the quarantine um you know price fixing kind of oh law. Like you can't buy toilet paper, you can't can't buy hand sanitizer and jack it up. You can't do that to popcorn. I think they should be arrested. Already, <laughs> a bag of popcorn costs what about two ninety nine, three twenty nine, three ninety nine for the big bag at the grocery store. They out here. I don't know how it costs ninety nine cent for popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> kernels. Okay, so let's just say three ninety nine for a bag of kernels at the store. Fifteen dollar popcorn. You in or out? That's fucking ridiculous. You pay, okay, at the movies, how much is a large bag of popcorn? Like $9? And 
And like I think the big tub is like maybe 12 or it might be $12, the okay. big, big joint. So they're charging you more to go home and pop some damn popcorn than they would if you got it at the movie theater hot and you could pour all the delicious melted butter all over it. I mean, I still am not paying that much for popcorn. I don't pay for popcorn at movies. But I would be more willing to do that than to go buy a $15 bag of unpopped corn kernels. That's ridiculous. Ain't no way in the world. Unbelievable. And I, I don't buy popcorn anyway at the movie theater. I, did I tell you I got busted one time, like, um, handing out food at the uh, theater? <laughs> so this was around, like, Christmas time. And you know how, like, when you take the kids, and we had some, like, you know, friends, you know, in town as well. So, like, we took all the kids to the movies. But I was like, I ain't buying this expensive, like, you know, movie theater food. So we stopped by the dollar store, and we stocked up on, like, snacks and everything. And we get into the movie theater, I smuggle it in my coat and everything. And uh, we get into the movie theater, you know, the, the lights start going low. And then the, um, you know, previews come on, I start handing out food. I start pulling stuff out my coat and, like, handing it. And the little usher came now. It's like, sir. We can't. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta. You gotta buy food from the concession stands. And I was like, Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> and he's like, Like, well, you can. You can go take it back to the to the car. You can like leave. I was like, Okay, I'm gonna take my food back, but I'm coming back in here to watch this movie. <laughs> Fifteen dollar popcorn. People that lost their damn mind. So, the movie theater is closed right now. Another place that's closed. I didn't know this. Under many states shelter in place orders car washes are closed i guess that's why everybody's car looks so raggedy so the owner of a maryland car wash was charged criminally for not closing his oh. car wash and violating the shelter in place orders in maryland so what happened was he just was opening the car wash like normal people was coming through state troopers came by so you got to shut it down he shut it down that day they rolled up a week or two later He's still opening and running the car wash through like it's no problem. Idris, the car wash is open, but he's now been criminally charged with violating the shelter-in-place order. Your thoughts? Yeah, that, that sounds right because, like, I, I know his thinking was, like, it's just a car wash. You know, the cars drive through. You know, we wipe it down. People don't even got to get out. We can keep social distance. But if everybody thought like that, then no business would close down. Right. Because everybody think they, they smarter than a virus or they can be more careful than getting a virus. So that's everybody. So if you don't you don't shut it down, then you just have the virus. Just, like, it just it's just going to spread everywhere. And they warned him. They even told him to shut down. And then he kept doing it. Yes. He needs a fine. T. Petty, the car wash is closed. Your man got charged criminally with violating the order. Your thoughts. What was the criminal charge? That, the, that is one of the businesses that must be closed during shelter in place. So I guess states on a rolling basis say, like, for example, in Georgia, nail salons, barber shops, those types of things could be open and there'll be a rollback eventually of all businesses, hopefully. But under the executive order that was signed in this state, they were saying that the car washes must remain closed. Got a violation once, told them to shut it down reopened it state troopers came out and, and criminally charged them arrested them. yeah i mean i understand the concept i just want to know what was the charge like being a menace to society what was it but regardless i don't know about a criminal charge then again he is putting people's lives at risk so maybe it's attempted homicide or something i don't know but that's you know if he if he doesn't have an automatic car wash where it's like you just ride through it and then drive away 
then you, that means you got people working out there, right? So if you got people wiping down the cars, you got people talking to each other, interacting with each other, you know, and then like, how you paying for it? Is people passing their um, credit card to the person? Are they scanning it themselves? So it's like, it's so many different ways that people can get sick that you don't think about, so. Yeah, well, I mean, he got what he deserved. So go ahead and do whatever has to be done. Absolutely. So yeah, hopefully this will be lifted soon because my car is looking bad. Bird poop, which is, I think, something that can help to spread the pandemic. But uh, I digress. Right, but you, you know what he should have did, though? He, he, he should have opened up his car wash and he's like, I have it for like essential workers and their equipment. And it's like, I do police cruises and I do um, fire trucks that everybody was like, yes, open up. You know, you, you, you help them support something. But no, not with like just like having people drive through and get their cars washed. People can wash their own goddamn car. People are too lazy to wash their own goddamn cars. Well, That's they didn't have a dirty ass car. This is some bullshit. Unbelievable. All right, you listen to the Digital Gumbo podcast. Of course, you can find us on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo, on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo. You can always email the show thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com of course you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts and um, if you don't uh, have an Alexa equipped device you can just do a simple Google search for the Digital Gumbo Podcast click the link and we're on when we come back we're going to talk about dead bodies in Brooklyn stay tuned back on the digital gumbo podcast with t petty and adrice elbow y'all still good y'all ready to go you want some more subjects and topics let's talk about it all right hey i just did a refill so i'm good to go all right here we go neighborhood in brooklyn new york neighbors call the cops they said they smell a bad smell police come out in the neighborhood is a funeral home several u-hauls outside the funeral home they go inside, say, funeral home director, open this up. Dead bodies in the U-Haul. What? Uh, they have uh, been told to cease operations, and U-Haul has issued a lifetime ban to the funeral home because you're not supposed to put bodies in the funeral home. So, T. Petty, walk through this situation with me. Oh, bodies now, they know that the coronavirus can stay on or in a corpse for an unidentified period of time. The way that the funeral industry is operating right now is something like they've never seen. You can't refrigerate the bodies either because so many people are dying, especially in hotspots like New York, where people are dying that they've just simply run out of room. You can't cremate and burn the bodies either because of the viruses on the bodies and you go to cremate, it could get into the air, be breathed by the general public, and then you have a shit show and nightmare as far as the virus is concerned. Funeral homes busted with bodies in the body bags in the U-Hauls. T. Petty. I, I just don't even know what to say. Like, this is just a full-blown nightmare. So not only 
can the Rona live on dead bodies for some unspecified period of time? Diseases breed in dead bodies when they begin to decompose. So the fact that so many people are dying at such a fast rate that morgues are overflowing, funeral homes are overflowing, like they can't get them in the ground fast enough. So the deal is, is that, yeah, I guess funeral homes, they just like, they, there's not even a normal grieving process. Like you can't no. have a showing of a body because no, you can't, you, know, you can't do anything. You can't so. do anything. Yeah. It's, it's totally sort of disrupted the whole sort of grieving model for everybody. Uh, Idris, you're from the South. Traditionally for black folks everywhere, the mourning process or the homegoing process, it like follows a script. That script has been totally interrupted and people can't even grieve their loved ones. These bodies in the U-Haul and just your thoughts on the whole just like nightmare situation as far as loved ones' bodies are concerned. You know, I did grow up in the South Nookie and I can't imagine one having a, a family member pass away um, during this time and not be able to conduct a funeral service. Cause you know, we, we still do wakes where we sit with the body. You know, we sit with the body, we sing, we talk, we eat, we, we whatever, we laugh. And then, you know, it's a whole process. So, like, that's been interrupted for a lot of folks. So I feel that, you know, it's just, it's just a tough time. The other thing I was thinking about is, you know, how we were ramping up for, like, um, hospital capacity and we were saying flatten the curve so you don't overwhelm the hospital systems, mm-hmm. right? Like, all these systems are interconnected. But we never did think about, like, deaths and the funeral service business, right? So, like, if you have this spike and people getting sick, right, in the hospitals, you're trying to deal with it. But now you have this spike of people dying, and you, you have a kind of mortuary and funeral service that hasn't ramped up to meet that capacity. So that's what you're seeing is, like, they just don't have the capacity to handle it. You know, if you think about a body and you're supposed to refrigerate it, like, where are you going to get the refrigerators from or refrigeration units? So they were renting U-Haul trucks just to store the bodies in. And now that they can't rent the U-Haul trucks, what, what are they going to do with the bodies? Because I'm pretty sure they're not the only funeral home that came up with that idea. So if, if U-Haul started banning all the funeral homes using that idea, then that's where, where else are you going to put the bodies at? It's, it's, it's a mess. It's absolutely a conundrum. So, um, you know, those U-Hauls can never be used again. And U-Haul's pissed off. They looks like you guys are cut off permanently, lifetime ban. But we'll see how, uh, you know, the... Uh, pandemic sort of impacts uh, the funeral and mortuary science business going forward. All right, so we talked earlier about UFOs, right? So we got the Rona, we got UFOs, and now you know what we got in the United States? Murder hornets. Listen to this. Asian giant hornets, nicknamed murder hornets, have mandibles. So like a mandible is to an insect what a jaw is to a human being. They have mandibles shaped like spiked shark fins that decapitate honeybees. And their venom and stingers have been likened to hot metal into the skin. And now for the first time, they have shown up in the United States in Washington State. Idris Elbow, murder hornets, go. Man, I'm not sure if you've seen the picture of these things, but when you look at them, they look menacing. They look like not only could they bite their head off of a honeybee, but they could bite your head off as well. So, like, that's the last thing that you want to be messing around with is these kind of murder hornets. And, you know, we're just kind of noticing them. 
but you know we're talking about how the environment is kind of having a resurgence right now because people are staying inside who knows how they're multiplying out there murder hornets <sighs> okay so this is on brand for 2020 for murder hornets to show up they look like tracker jackers from the hunger games i'm just gonna stay my black ass in the crib it's a long way for them to get out here to the east coast hopefully we have a little bit of time my thing is honeybees a produce honey a perfect food and something like honey doesn't even spoil or go bad like um even if you put it in the microwave or like boil it in the jar or whatever it just comes back and re-liquefies you're good to go you could survive off honey jesus and several biblical characters ate honey and locusts that's what they did okay (laughs) but now if you out here with the murder hornets and they decapitating honeybees how is shit supposed to get naturally pollinated bees take the pollen from one flower pollinate naturally boom you're good to go this could fuck up the whole ecosystem this is very very scary bees are like the Canaries in the, um, in the coal, coal mine, fire. as yeah. far as the ecology is concerned. When the bees is out, we're out. It's, it's going to be, it could be probably less than a year for an individual country. And you ain't got no honeybees, you ain't got shit. So, and the honeybees was already struggling. Now they got murder hornets. That's, that's yeah. crazy. I had to stop getting almond milk because it was decimating the honeybees. So now I don't know what, what can we do to protect the honeybees? Mm-hmm. We, we need to have more beekeepers and more bee science people and the thing is is that man probably comes up with just a deal like a um some type of chemical to kill the um the murder hornets but what's to say how that impacts plants and soil and ground and you know drinking water and the whole nine yards that is a conundrum so hopefully they'll be able to keep that shit contained over on the west coast have them killed and hopefully they don't uh, fly as far as the summer is concerned but Murder hornets that decapitate honeybees. Welcome to 2020. Um, some real quick uh, other items. Uh, your man Warren Buffett has got rid of all his airline stocks. He dumped them. The Oracle of uh, Nebraska, the Oracle of Omaha. He got rid of all his airline stocks. T. Petty, what does this mean when a man of that stature gets rid of his airline stocks? That you should also get rid of them <laughs> if you haven't already. So not only are airlines going to be immediately affected, who knows how they're going to recover in the aftermath. So it's going to be worse than it was after 9-11. Like we could still go somewhere, what, like a month or two afterward when they reopen airspace. Now we don't even know when we'll be able to fly again on a regular basis. So as Warren Buffett goes in terms of investment, other people should go as well. I hear that. All right, Adrice, I got a separate one for you. United, American, Delta, and Alaska Airlines will soon require passengers to cover their faces during flights um, following the lead of JetBlue. When you fly, are you going to fly with a mask? And furthermore, airline or no airline, is there such a thing as mask etiquette? Yeah, they better start having people like wear masks. And if if I have to fly, I'm gonna wear one of those like ski toboggans. <laughs> I ain't even gonna do no like like hospital masks. I'm I'm gonna go straight in a ski ski toboggan with the little holes and the one little things for like like your mouth that's like covered. You know, it, like you gotta have masks on planes. Um, that's an enclosed capsule in the sky. 
So if at any like if you want masks anywhere, it should be on planes. It should be on planes even if COVID ain't happening. Because like people be coughing and sneezing and that stuff ain't got nowhere to go. If it goes through an air filter, guess what? It's coming right back out. Mm-mm-mm. T Petty, the drug called Redemsevere has been touted as a possible therapy, possible drug to treat COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Is mm-hmm. the name of the drug Redemsevir too complicated and have too many syllables for the average patient or family member of a patient to pronounce and talk to to a doctor? Of course it does. Have you seen the people running around this country? They can't pronounce that. They can't pronounce shit. So, but it doesn't matter what they call it. They'll just say, give me the Rona drug or whatever. But what they need to be more worried about is if it's going to kill them, if it will actually work. Who have they tested this on? I wouldn't trust it. Just stay at home. They have uh, 14 trials right now for individual specific drugs to treat the Corona. All right, Adrice, do you ask for Redemsevir or do you just ask for the Remy? Look, <laughs> I think I would go always for the Remy. <laughs> and I, I can take that at home. <laughs> they have the naming convention for drugs. That's 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 that that's don't roll off the tongue. I had to I had to practice that shit about eighty seven times before I got on here with y'all and said Redemsevere. That sounds like a damn knight with in shining armor coming to reclaim the kingdom. So we'll we'll see how this goes. A uh, couple of quick things. Steve Miller Band once said, "Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future." L.A. Times wrote an article saying that time is going by more quickly in the age of the Rona. T. Petty, is time going faster, slower, or the same for you? It depends on, like, the day. Some days feel like they drag on for a week. And other times, like, the weekend, this shit is over in the blink of an eye. Like, how is it already Sunday and the weekend just started two minutes ago? I hear that. Time is ending in weird ways. Okay. Adrice, time going faster, slower, or at the same time? Man, time is always like relative and it just it just depends. Like I, I think I've lost track of time or how I, I, I usually keep track of time is is off. Like, you know, I know we've been on lockdown now for maybe six, seven, maybe even eight weeks, but I can't I can't tell anymore. So I can see how it's uh, affecting how people perceive time and think about time if you don't have like these normal markers that you're used to that helps kind of tell the progression of time. So I, I think, you know, for me, it's just all blended in together. It's hard for me to track now. Gotcha. All right. So we've been on these Microsoft Teams calls for work. They're uh-huh. saying now because of the Rona, this is a great time for American companies to get rid of Fridays, for everybody to go to a four day work week, be positive effects on the, on the ecology in terms of, um, you know, uh, emissions from automobiles, et cetera, et cetera, and utility uh, costs saved. T. Petty, are you in favor of a four-day work week? Yeah, I used to work at a job where I had a four-day work week and had three days off. It was glorious. And let's just be honest, how productive are most of us on Fridays anyway? Not very. So there will be no great decrease in productivity if we don't work, or if we formally don't work on Fridays. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Idris, four-day work week? I think one of the things we're coming to realize is the difference between essential work and non-essential work. I'm a non-essential worker. Like, you know, I, I, I think the work that I do has values, right? Like I, I, I live in a world of ideas and sharing that out. But when it comes to living, it's not necessarily essential. 
So I think that's the thing that we're reckoning with. Like what work is truly essential for us to live as kind of human beings. And I think that's the, that's what's driving this. Like, okay, why are we doing this five days a week? If this really ain't essential, do we need to do it five days a week? Do we need to do it four, three? I could probably do all my work in like one day. You know, I stretch it out, but to be honest, I could probably get it done in one day. Okay. Okay. I get that. Okay. So um, last subject, you know, people are using their phones more like phones, like we picking up the phone and talking to each other now more than ever. A lot of people that you might not have talked to in a long time call you before the Rona. You could always say, oh, I got such and such to do. I got such and such to do. Let me holler at you later. Now, if a person knows that you're in the shelter in place and they know that you ain't got shit to do, T. Patty, how do you, well, I won't say that you'll do this, but how do you <laughs> kindly say, how do you kindly get off the phone with somebody when there's nothing else to talk about? I'm hanging up now. Bye. Just because it's the Rona does not mean I don't have boundaries. I don't want to talk. If I don't want to, I'm not picking up the phone. When I'm done talking, I'm hanging up. Bye. All right. All right. There's Adrice. You get a call from somebody you heard from in a long time. You need to get off the phone. You got a lot of less excuses like, I got something else to do or I got to get out of here. What's your go-to line to get people off the phone? I, I have a quota when it comes to virtual meetings and the phone calls. Like virtual meetings, you can't, you can't, I cannot do more than like three one hour virtual meetings a day. That's it. Like that's a limit. After that, I'm tapped out. My brain is gone. I can't do it. When it comes to like phone calls, like phone calls for me can't last more than five minutes. Cause like, what, what, what are you talking about after that point? After five wow. minutes, what, what you got to say? Like, what are you talking about? That, that's my quota. <laughs> I'm with you. Hey, the worst is these, um, when you had them at work and now you got them virtually, these Friday meetings. Who in the hell are these devils that are having these Friday afternoon meetings? Th those should be banned right off the bat. So if we had a four-day work week, we get rid of that. And then here's my deal. I have an iPhone and it has a green button and a red button. And when I'm done talking to somebody and they ain't saying shit, just hit the red button. And when they call back, just let it go to voicemail. That's what I do. <laughs> You just hang up on people. <laughs> I, you know, if you ain't got nothing, it's so, like Elon Musk said. He said, I will never discipline an employee for leaving a meeting. He said, who I will discipline is a person who calls a meeting and they waste an employee's time. So I'm just, I just hang up. It, it, you talking all that about my cat and I'm making this casserole. I don't need to hear that. Boop, boop, boop. And there you go. That's it. That is it for us. We did a super rapid fire job. We want to thank producer Eric for putting this all together. Ooh, While we are vacations, T. Teddy and also Idris Elbow. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Remember, we are rising up the ranks of the improv category on Apple Podcasts. So wherever you get your podcast, continue to listen to us. Subscribe. So when we drop a new episode, you'll get a notification immediately. Rate us five stars like Uber or Lyft. And then write a review because that helps get uh, attention of the powers that be. It helps us climb up the ranks. And uh, we want to continue to to do this podcast for you. Again, we're on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo, on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo, and you can always email us the Digital Gumbo at gmail.com, the Digital Gumbo 
at gmail.com. We out. You guys good? Yeah, Nookie, I got one. I got two predictions. Okay, so go ahead. So my first prediction is like there'll be like coined a new term called like uh, Zoom drinking, which is like people drinking during Zoom meetings when they off camera. That's going to be a, 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 a phrase they're going to coin. And the second one is people having sex doing Zoom meetings with the camera off and on mute. It's going to be like the Mile High Club for Zoom. Like, did you have sex during a Zoom meeting? Those are my predictions. Zoom, hashtag Zoom drunk, hashtag Zoom sex. Uh, a lot of um, porn companies are already having quarantine sex Zooms that you have to pay to get on and people do the thing. So you're not, you're not far off on those, uh, on those how you, things. How do you know this? this? Don't worry about that. These are the things that are trending. I check my Twitter trends right before I get on with you guys. And this is a thing that's happening. It's like they want to encourage people to stay home and they're having Zoom sex. Somebody has the master Zoom account and they say they're not cracking down on it, but they are. But Zoom is aware of this, that people are doing the nasty on the Zoom calls, mm. not at work, but you know, their it own could. private Zoom accounts. There it is. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Stay safe, stay well, Peace. and continue to listen to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Peace Take care. Bye-bye. Well.